Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter, where every day feels like Saturday and french fries are a food group, where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at oceocean.com. March into spring with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered 500 megabits internet for $39.99 per month, plus a $100 gift card and price lock guarantee. This deal gets even better with a free modem, free installation, and free Wi-Fi your way home. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and manage user access for all connected devices with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires May 6, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. everyone. Uh, it's Andy Richter, and I am very excited today uh, because for the first time in approximately 12 years, yes. I'm actually, I actually am face-to-face with a guest, and what a guest. Uh, very excited to be talking in the same room with Henry Winkler. And I'm very happy to be here. I just have to tell you, I only have time for three questions. <laughs> All right. There are three, but they, they do tend to go on a while. They're okay. essay questions. Ah, <laughs> I didn't do well at those at yeah. all. Now we, and like I said, we, uh, this is, have you been doing press in face to face with people? Uh, uh, just recently yeah. uh, for three years, I've been doing it on zoom. Yeah. And it is so great to be in the same space. I, I think yeah. so too. And I, the, the thing that I like about it most is that uh, I have become an expert at, I mean, it doesn't even take that much expertise, at noticing when you're talking to someone on Zoom and they're looking at their phone while they're talking Absolutely. to you. You can always tell. People think they're being sly, and sometimes I'm guilty of it. You think you're being sly, but everyone can tell. It's true. Yeah. I am so guilty of that, Andy. Yeah, I yeah. can't tell you. I know. It's, well... You know, it's like uh, it's like church. If you could, have, if you could have your phone in church. I, I once did jury duty, and uh, at the time I had a BlackBerry, and I had a game like a crossword sort of game on it, and I had to do it very secretly. But it was, <laughs> I had to do. I, I, if they'd caught me and yelled at me, I would have said, "I'm having to do this to stay awake," sure. because it was. Uh, jury duty's not exciting. I mean, and this was a murder trial. Honestly, I, it still was boring. Right. Yeah. When I I was there at the jury down, yeah. downtown uh, for the the picking, uh huh, and the man was a mass murderer, and he turned around and looked at us in the jury box as we were being picked, and he looked right at me. And I said, can I talk to the judge, please? <laughs> that man knows who I am from television. He is going to seek me out and be in this room for murder number two. <laughs> I have to go home now. Oh, uh, yeah. See, this one, everybody told me, oh, they won't pick you. You're, you're on TV. You're famous. 
they had no problem picking me. And yeah. I just, and I went through the whole thing assuming, well, I guess they just, you know, because there's people, most people know me from the Conan O'Brien show, sure. which means you have to be up at 1130. Yes. Uh, and a lot well, of people crime aren't. Crime is only as usually an 1130, 1140 right, exactly. time slot. <laughs> yes. The, the, the people, the, the, the accused all knew who I was. No, but I, <laughs> we went through and it was, it was a murder trial. It was a homicide trial and we got to the end and then you could kind of chat it up with the lawyers. Right. And they all came over and said, big fans. Big, big fans. So they knew that I was on TV, but it didn't, they so didn't care. what was They're it like, like in the jury room? Um, People, again, some of them knew who I was. Right. And a couple of people said, like, I know who you are, you know, kind of thing. But most of them waited until the end Got because it. we had been so instructed to. Right. But what was the conversation like about the case? Oh, about the case? It was actually kind of frustrating. And I ended up. Because when we adjourned as a jury, and this is not exact, this is people, this is a bonus content here, people. You didn't expect this, my my jury talk. No, um, but it's interesting. But it was a guy, it was two guys that worked together at a pallet yard who, after they got off work, drank for about 18 to 20 hours at the pallet yard. And then they started kind of play fighting and then it would escalate. Right. And all there were a bunch of other people that came and went from the pallet yard and um, all the other people left. And at one point they were hitting each other with boards, a piece of scaffolding, and somebody got set on fire. Mm. And that's how the person died. By mistake. Two, two days later. Well, right. and... In the jury, uh, for the first thing, we they put us in this room without any instructions as to how to actually, you know, the Robert's Rules of Order. And just, you know, being kind of a talker, there was a 30-second lull. And then I just said, I think the first step is we pick a foreman, like someone to be the foreman of the jury. Right. And four people went, you do it. I said, well, we have to vote. And they all just went... We vote for you. And I, all right, so I'm the foreman now. And and I was amazed because this the person that did the murdering walked across the yard, got a gas cap, took the flow arrester off of it. Right. You know, the thing that makes it flow more controlled so you yes. don't splash gas everywhere. Right. Took it off, dumped it on the guy, and then lit matches to light him. So and and at the guy died a gruesome death and i told him flat out i said i want to give this guy an a plus in murder like you can't you can't say that this was not that he that he thought well i just want to mess the guy up yeah you don't dump an entire no. gas can i just wanted his leg to be kind <laughs> right, of like right, a little right. mangled. i wanted to know i he, just to know i was upset yeah for him to feel as hot as i was really um but there were people who were saying that it was should be manslaughter mm. And I said, how is this manslaughter? This is in, an intentional homicide. Right. And then there was a guy who really was pushing for second degree murder. He said, because, well, there was uh, elevated emotions. And I said, I think you'll find that's a hallmark of most homicides. Yes. Right. I think that's, they're very few are cool, calm and collected. Yeah. And the thing that really did it, and I kept pushing for first degree which I guess the difference is only a, a lack of parole. Right. 25 years to life without or with parole is right. the difference. 
And I found out this guy worked at Caltrans, right? which meant that he could have been on the jury for seven years right. and been paid the same. His job would not have been upset with him, with his government job. So I thought, this guy is going to dig in his heels. So, okay, second degree murder, that's fine. Right. And that's what we ended up uh, That's what you ended down. up doing. Yeah, that's so what we ended up So he could get down. parole. In, well, this was 2008. Yeah, 13 years he might. Yeah. Yeah. In 13 years. So fourteen. anybody's years. holding a hose around you <laughs> that is not garden <laughs> That's variety, right. That's right. you watch your ass. Well, speaking of mean streets, you are from Manhattan I originally. Am. You are 78th a, and Broadway. One of those rare, uh, you know, come and people that come from somewhere else, and I speak for myself, when you meet born and bred Manhattan, New Yorkers who are normal, yes. <laughs> normal, nice people. It seems such a shocking thing. Yeah, but remember, see, my mean streets were really only four blocks because then there was Zabar's. So that, that was the cutoff. <laughs> that was where you didn't go past Zabar's. No, you got Nova locks. You calm right down. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's good. It keeps it in the community. It's true. Yeah. Uh, we still, you know, on uh, high holidays, my wife uh, ships in the locks from Zabar's, from Zabar's. Uh, on Broadway. Yeah. Because it there, there is not a better locks. Yeah. We've gotten uh, Russ and Daughters a lot. Very good. Yeah. But Very good. They've Great, kind of uh, gone hip, though. That, but you know what? She, she's still good. She deserves it. The yeah. daughter of Russ yeah. is there. Oh, and, really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Just great. No, it really does make a difference. It's yeah. really good stuff. And and, uh, and then right down the block is Katz's. Yeah. Wow, what yeah, a pastrami yeah. sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I do miss that aspect of New York. Although I do feel like even that has changed. You go back. I mean, there's still Barney Greengrass. Yes, right. And it's still the same. Right. And Katz's is still the same. But Russ and Daughters is different. Yeah. Uh, Say bars is just larger. Yeah, just bigger. They bought the block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. That, that's a lot of locks. <laughs> you sell a lot of locks, you get the building. It is. Now, you but were- Best cheeseburger in New York is on 56th Street, uh, 57th, on at the uh, Parker Meridian Hotel in the lobby. Oh, right. Behind it's, those velour curtains. It's like a little burger speakeasy. The greatest cheeseburger, yeah. maybe in America. Yeah. Maybe in America. I, I had one years ago, and yeah, I do yeah. remember it being very good. I never miss one. Yeah. Now, you were- you were, uh, I'm on Barry. <laughs> no, I'm, I just wanted to say that that's kind of what I do now. <laughs> hey, everybody. He's on Barry. Yeah. That's on HBO, 10 o'clock Sunday night. And you were getting- We can go on anywhere from there. You were getting- Pizza. Very lauded on Barry. Uh, uh, people it's are amazing. loving the work you're doing on Barry. But Andy, I said this before. I was 27 when I arrived here. Yeah. And I got the Fonz. Yeah. I was 72 when I got Gene Cousinow on Barry. Uh-huh. Did I say it was on HBO? You did. I did. Uh, and, uh, I am amazed. Yeah. It's amazing that at this moment in my life, I am having this good a time. Yeah. Now I want I want to get I want to get there, but I do want to start in the beginning because you know the first question is is where you come from, right? And so we establish very short Germans, <laughs> very short Germans. That's where I come from. That's right. Yeah. And you were raised 
Orthodox, but didn't no, keep kosher? No, conservative. 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 Conservative Jewish in New York. My parents were um, uh, co-founders, you know, uh, founders of the temple mm-hmm. that was between Broadway and uh, Central Park West on 66th Street. It no longer exists. Mm. My past is gone. And and does that just happen sort of as, as the, the congregation ages out and you people move on? You know what? That's on? exactly what happened. Yeah. The young people uh, kind of were not drawn to it, mm-hmm. and uh, it just petered out. Yeah. And they, and I imagine a lot of people like you moved, so they're not going to go to the same temple. Well, I did. If you live with my parents, you move. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a, like a prerequisite. Yeah. Yes, yes. New Jersey was not far enough. <laughs> I talked to Barry Sonnenfeld once, and he said that he couldn't— I, w- I was on a set kind of making fun of my mother and somebody said, oh, don't be so mean to your mother. And Barry overheard, he was directing the movie and said, let him go. You should always be able to say bad things about your mother. It's true. And his story was that uh, when he went away to college, she cried and said that you'll never come home now that you're going to sleepaway school. She called oh, that's sleepaway fabulous. school. Okay, uh, so I was eight. Uh-huh. I had a uh, a beautiful Irish setter, uh-huh. and the dog's name was Dervin. Uh-huh. And Dervin, if I jumped in the lake, yeah. would jump in with me to make sure I was fine. Yeah, my mother gave it away. <laughs> Period. Why? What was her reasoning? What did she say about that? I think my mother, amongst other things, except for canasta, didn't like dogs. Wow. Yeah. And there was you were not consulted in any way. I was never consulted about anything. About anything. Yeah. And what was your reaction? Were you able to voice I now that you were have, upset or as an adult, I now have dogs. Yeah. And I have an a golden doodle uh-huh. and a labradoodle mm-hmm. and my son Max's idiosyncratic three-legged German shepherd who is on severe medicine. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, the Germans, they are a fraught bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you, uh, did you, uh, now your father was in the lumber business, He was. He bought, he was the middleman. Yeah. He bought and sold lumber Uh uh, for the decks of ships, the stocks of guns. Wow. The you name it a broom, uh-huh. and uh, he he bought and sold wood from every country, and wanted me to take over the business. And you had no interest. I I didn't even like saying the word wood. <laughs> the only wood I wanted was Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. But I was told that I would never get here yeah. because I was such a bad student. Well, now now how does how does working or how does it work that you live? In a household where your dog can be given away, yes, but you can make your own career choice. I couldn't. Did you just have to? Oh, they escape? told me. They told me I was an idiot. Yeah, they said I was a dumb hunt. <laughs> I was a dumb dog. Dumb dog. Yeah. I. The, the, you don't make your own career choice. Uh, what you do is, and this is the one thing I will pass on to your listening audience: if you have a sense of what you want, you do not listen. Yeah. You go about your business. If you're honest with yourself Mm -hmm. and you believe you can do what you're thinking, what you're imagining, you don't listen to somebody else who said, oh, you know, that's too difficult. Right. Oh, you shouldn't do that. 
You should take over the family business. Yeah, yeah. You should shut up is what you should do. Yeah, yeah. Well, was there a lot of conflict in your, you know, when you went away to college? and Because you did study I did. theater. I, yeah. I, I got into one of 28 colleges, and that was Emerson, thank uh-huh. God. Emerson in Boston. Very small. good school. <gasps> yeah. People love that school. That, but it it is, it's just one of the best small schools now yeah. in the country. Yeah. And then I don't know where I got the nerve. I went to Yale Drama School. Mm. They took me in. Ooh la la. Oh my God. Yeah. And then um, I'm here with you. Does does getting into Yale Drama School mean anything to your parents? Or is it just no. sort of a fancier way to fail? No, because it was drama school. Ah. Uh. It wasn't Yale. Ah. Uh. So they didn't quite get it. Right. But here's the thing. It, what it meant was... I learned so much technique about my profession mm-hmm. that I I knew I didn't want to be a flash in the pan. Mm-hmm. So everything I, when I did Happy Days and Robin Williams showed up mm-hmm. and I, everything I learned in drama school about slow motion, about falling, about stop time, I applied to that episode. Mm. My entire schooling came in to um, help me. Yeah, and and he sort of did that stuff anyway, didn't he? He did, uh, and he, but he hadn't been trained as an actor. I no, but I want to tell you, whatever was going on in his head, yeah, I knew. Uh oh, I'm in the presence of greatness. Yeah. Just don't get in his way. Right. right. That's what I knew. Right. Well, what happens between Yale and Fonzie? Okay, because there was a movie, right? There where you kind uh, Lords of, of Flatbush, yeah, the where you alone, kind Harry of a King. greaser character, yes, and 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 that probably that came out after. Oh, it did. Happy Days was on the air. It did. Okay, yeah. but was it shot prior to Happy? It was Days? shot prior. Okay, as a matter of fact. It was shot over a year's time. I made $2,000. Wow. And the day after the final principal photography, I got on American Airlines at 10 in the morning with Perry King and flew for one month to California. You mean flew to I stay had enough for a month? money yeah. for a month. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I did plays for free. Uh-huh. I got really good at commercials. Uh-huh. You know, I, I have to say, I, I thank the Lord for commercials. Yeah. Because I was able to do all those plays for free at the St. Clement's church space in the basement. Yeah. Because I did commercials. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wait, was it hard uh, on on a Yale drama school graduate to be doing commercials? Well— it was hard because I accepted the guilt of everybody else that went to Yale yeah. who said, how can you do that? Right. We're trained for the theater. Yeah. Now, their next question to me was, how do you get them? Right. <laughs> and how much did you make? That's yeah. right. Because I literally supported myself. I rented an apartment from Louis Statlin, who was a great character actor on Broadway at that time. He played Groucho Marx. Uh-huh. And I rented his apartment on Central, no, on on uh, West End Avenue, Seventy mm-hmm. Second Street, West Side, a hundred and seventy four dollars 
a week. <laughs> wow. How about that? Yeah. I had a bedroom, a living room, a little eating area, and a kitchen. Wow. Thank you very much. A shared bathroom? No. No, all right. I don't, it yeah. was mine. Okay. Just People you know. who came in, I sent to somebody else's apartment. <laughs> but no. Yeah, yeah. Now, were those, I mean, were those uh, happy times? I mean, when you get, because. Uh, how yeah, in New York? Yeah. I mean, after after you get out of Yale, is there a long time before you're making a your own living? A year and a half. Yeah. I left Yale in 1971-ish, two-ish. Mm-hmm. In 1973, I go to California for mm-hmm. one month. At the end of that month, I got the Fonz. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was a miracle. Mm. Had, were the people aware of the Lords? Had they seen dailies of the nope. Lords of Flatbush? Wow. I so it's just a coincidence, kind of. Cha- and, and just changed my voice. Wow. For the audition. Yeah, yeah. And were, was it between you and anybody else for Fonzie? Every person I ever saw on television was in that room waiting to go in. Wow. To meet the producers and Gary Marshall. Yeah. And did, um, I mean, did you just, what What was in your mind uh, to be the Fonz? I mean, because- I, I had nothing in my mind. Yeah. Being a short Jew from New York, I was scared out of it. Yeah. When I changed my voice, it changed everything. Mm. I slowed down. I relaxed. I ad-libbed. Mm-hmm. I just took over the room. Yeah. I walked out. I threw the script in the air. And then, like, at the at the end of a week, they called and said, would you like to play the character? Wow. Was, were you aware at the time that this show was going to be? Because Happy Days was a spinoff of Love, American That's Style, right. was it, was it not? It was an episode yeah. on Love, American Style. Ron Howard was in it. He was the star. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Bosley was there. No, Tom Bosley was not there. Mm. It was another character actor, and I, the name escapes me, as almost every name in my brain has gone now. <laughs> yes. But he was there. Uh, Marion was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anson Williams was there. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Aaron Moran was there. Yeah. In the, uh, in the Love American stuff. Right. And the older brother play, was still there. I right. Think. What, Chuck, I Chuck. think? Yeah. Now, there were two Chucks. The first Chuck just left. He said, this is not for me. And I think he now sells insurance somewhere in San Diego. <laughs> the second Chuck, who unfortunately, bless his soul, just passed away, wow. uh, was there. But the Fonz became the older brother. Yeah. So they couldn't write for two older brothers. Right. So they, they Chuck literally went upstairs and never came down again. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> He's still up there. Still up there. I was just thinking that for a long time we brought him food. <laughs> Were you surprised by how big this thing, like, did you have any idea no. that it was going to be a big show or was it just like any other one that had a long shot? It chances? had a long, now remember, we there were only three stations. Right. When we were doing it one camera, which is like making a movie. Yeah. Took us three days to do an episode. Yeah. We were 48 and we were nearly canceled. Gary had the idea of doing it in front of an live audience. Right. September 1975, we went on in front of a live audience. Boom. 
Wow. That wow. was what it, otherwise we would have been off the air. Yeah. I mean, I, I was a kid. I was in grade school when the show was on. Yeah. And I mean, I remember going to school and it was, was it Tuesdays or Thursdays? Tuesday night, eight o'clock. Tuesday night. Which is so funny because Barry is on Sunday night at 10 o'clock. <laughs> at 10 o'clock. On HBO. You know what? But you can watch it whenever you Andy, want. And an alarm goes off inside me that I have to mention the show every <laughs> once in a while or I get a rash. Does your wife awaken at night when you sit bolt upright and go, Barry on HBO? I say her name first. I say, Stacy. <laughs> Hit it. And she goes, Barry, 10 o'clock HBO. Now, please let me sleep. Please. <laughs> Enough already. But it, it, she's such a, a supportive person. Yeah, yeah. And how long, I, well, I imagine Happy Days made a huge change in your life. Oh, my God. <laughs> I went from Henry Winkler, yeah. a person on the earth, one of the billions, yeah. to... You play the Fonz? Yeah. In 126 languages. Yeah. I'm telling you, it was shocking. Yeah. And you know what? This is what I know. The human mind has nothing in it that prepares you for fame. Mm -hmm. It is not part of the human condition. Yeah. It is completely artificial. Right. And when you think about it, it doesn't exist anywhere in nature. No. You know? No. I have never met a deer who said, excuse me, <laughs> Bambi. Yeah. Right this way, Bambi. We've got your table ready. <laughs> yeah, no. I, well, oh, and you're on the menu. Was, <laughs> was it hard on your psyche to... Very hard. Yeah. It was hard to tack yourself to the floor. Yeah. I had to literally hold myself down with weights. And then I had a family. I mm -hmm. met Stacy, And then I had a son came as a gift with the marriage, mm -hmm. Jed. How old was Jed? Jed was four. Oh, wow. And I was on a candle. I was a candle on his birthday cake the year before I met him. Wow. Then came Zoe and Max. You mean Fonz was a candle? Huh? Yes. Wow. Yes. The character was a candle. Wow. And then the family keeps you um, pretty well grounded. Mm -hmm. But it is, if you listen to the way people treat you because they think you are your imagination, mm -hmm. you could be dead. Did you worry about losing yourself? I mean, were there instances where you felt yourself kind of heading in that direction? The truth of the matter is I'm so dyslexic and there is an emotional component to that where you feel terrible about yourself mm. that it couldn't possibly be true what these people are saying about me. Right. It was only a practical. Mm. It was practical that I was earning a living. I now bought a house. Mm -hmm. I had food on the table. I could send my children, give them good educations. Mm -hmm. But that's it. Yeah. Because I imagine if you're sort of if you live in a situation that always feels a little bit beyond you, like right. I'm all right, I'll just kind of keep going along with it sure. and fake it until I make it. Right. And then if you know, it's probably pretty easy then when you get into a situation right. like that, that just has to overload 
I mean, I, you know, I got on television and I got to be known, but not like that. It, it that show, but exploded, exploded. Yes, it did. Yeah. It, it was a, it was an extraordinary thing yeah. for everybody concerned. But no matter what the level is of your knowingness, mm-hmm. of your being knownness, yes, it still turns your head. 360 degrees. Yeah, yeah. And you have to remember, let other people think it, it is not true. Yes. That's very, very important. Yeah. Because, and it's like you said, you'll die. And I don't, and that doesn't necessarily mean, I mean, you could, it could mean no. actual mortality, but it also could mean just the death of a self that you Absolute, had prior to this absolutely. experience. And that you don't even, because I, I'm always leery of people you know, friends of mine, like I have friends that will do commercials with their spouse. And I have, I've even said to them, doesn't it make you nervous to turn to commodify the, the one thing in your life that should be kept real and, and, and separate from all of this bullshit? What do they say? Eh, yeah, we, we we try. We're aware of it, you know, but the money is good, yeah, right. you know. It's the money. It's, yeah. You know, there's a famous lawyer, a music lawyer mm-hmm. in New York who says, and I quote this every day in my mind, it's not about the money. It's only about the money. <laughs> and that is true. It's this true. country, yeah. the, the population has been completely discarded for profit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. And, but I mean, you know, it's, it's, I always, I always think, you know, it's, I, I didn't invent this thing where it says you have to go and make this, make this number, this pile of paper that right. has a number attached to it. And right. that's what allows you to trade it in for other things. So, you know, I've never, I, I never felt any, I mean, I try not to do anything okay, but too embarrassing, but commercials and those kind of things. Like, yeah, you know. But what do you, what do you love to do that you would not be able to do if you didn't make some of that pile? Um, uh, not worry yeah. is a big one. Just right. like, and, and, you know, and my, my children have had. How many? Uh, two. I have a 21-year-old son and a 16-year-old daughter. Wow. And they both have gone to excellent schools. Right. Uh, I like to say there's my beach house is in their heads <laughs> uh, because of all the money. I'm going to steal that. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say that. <laughs> Please do. And, uh, and, and I hope it pays off. I mean, it, and not even that they're big, huge successes, just that they're happy, well-informed, well-adjusted people that are equipped. Okay. To, you know. I think the most important infrastructure in America is education and critical thinking. Yes. Because there is a, a, a section of the population of our great country that has no ability to, to decipher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and well, and they're not encouraged to either. There, no. Well, we're encouraged to be stupid. Yeah, because then we are like sheep. Yes, yes. Well, and also, I feel like uh, everything has become pro wrestling too. So it doesn't even. Yeah. The act. What's actually being fought about? I did that movie. Just, the it, one and only. Oh, re- yeah, yeah. I was trained. To oh, be that's a wrestler. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. We would shoot all day. Carl. Um. Uh. Um. Uh. Uh. 
Oh my God. Carl Reiner? Carl Reiner. Yeah. See what I said? I'm not kidding. <laughs> it's all right. I'm not kidding. It's okay. So embarrassing. That's Rest is fine. Soul. Yeah. Carl directed it. Yeah. And we would shoot all day. And at night, um, I would train as a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any any major injuries? Any spinal compression or anything like I'm that? I'm sure that there were head injuries yeah. along the way. Right, right. That are still evident today. Yeah, yeah. One of them is I have no idea who I'm in this room with. <laughs> nobody does. The engineer, nobody does. They all think I'm Jesse Plemons' brother. There or you something. go. Yeah, yeah. I knew you'd look familiar. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats to keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Can't you tell my love's a-growing? Was there a point where Fonzie... It became too much for you where it just, no, no, never. I'll tell you when, yes, yes. I have an office now Mm -hmm. at Paramount. I have a great lawyer, Skip Brittenham III, Mm -hmm. who said, you know, I'm going to get a company. I'm going to build a company for you. I said, but I can't do that. I don't understand that. He said, you'll learn. I'm sitting in my office. Happy days is over. I cannot get hired as an actor. Mm. He's wonderful. He's so funny. He was great as the Fonz. Was he great as the Fonz? But he was the Fonz. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. And that's when I had psychic pain, the likes of which I have never experienced before Mm. because I had no plan B. Yeah. Yeah. I had just lived for 10 years, 10 years, my plan A. Yeah. And I thought, will I do something that will be as impactful? I don't know what that is. I'm not being asked. What do I do next? I have no idea. I'm over. I'm finished. Yeah. I'm that magic P 
paper that you light on fire and goes poof. Yeah. And it's gone? Yeah. That's when I started producing. Uh-huh. Which I didn't like, but you have to reinvent yourself. Right, right. And your kids are pretty young then at That's that time. when the Fonz, that was the moment the Fonz woke me up. Yeah, and became more of a, bur- a burden than a... One that and, I am yeah. so happy right. I had in my life. Of course. But I'm not viable anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Was that... I, it w- was there regret attached to that? No. No? I never had regret that I did it. I only had sadness that I've stopped. Yeah. Yeah. And that you hadn't prepared yourself more. Never knew. Never knew to think about it. Right, right. I thought I would beat the system. Yeah. How long did it take you before you found producing? And and what were those? Producing came quickly. Yeah. And the first show on the air, uh, Ann Daniel, who was my executive at uh, ABC, Mm -hmm. bought MacGyver in the room. Oh, wow. Wow. I didn't know you produced MacGyver. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I sold it in the 80-whatever. Wow. With the handsomest man on the planet, (laughs) Richard Dean Anderson. Yeah. And then the wonderful MacGruber spinoff. Absolutely. Have you ever, have you been in any MacGruber stuff? Oh, that would be so great if you could. Yeah, yeah. He's great. Oh, it's so funny. I love MacGruber. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a talented. Amazing. Yeah. Extraordinarily twisted mind. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Yeah. No, but uh, my partner, John Rich, and I, that was the first show we sold. We also sold a half an hour comedy starring uh, Jeff Tambor as a blind English professor, Mm. Mr. Sunshine. Uh It was magnificent. And it only went for 13. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Are you, were you on these shows like every day, hands on? Hands on every day. Yeah, yeah. Now, there were certain things I knew how to do, read a script slowly because mm-hmm. I wasn't good at reading. So I could help doctor, editing, um, casting, mm-hmm. talking to the network, mm-hmm. not being intimidated by that. Mm-hmm. And then there were other things um, that other people did, which were the business things. Mm-hmm. You know? And that you learned as I you learned, went along. But yeah, I yeah. never learned the business things really well. Yeah, I, I can't either. No. I just don't care. I don't care much. and I, I don't, don't get it. They, I, you can explain business things to me five times and 10 minutes later, I don't remember again. You. I don't remember But there again. is always somebody else who understands. Right. And, le- and God bless them. Yeah. Let them do it. It's yes. just, Whenever there's, you know, writer strike and, uh, you know, like the latest writer strike, I had the issues explained to me at least three times and right. then- Realize the next day, I don't remember what exactly right. we're fighting over because yeah. it's all the I, writer's strike of 1980. Uh, no, this, this, oh, you know, those, the, I was there in 1980, the potential one right, that was right, coming right, around, right, right, and then the, and we, everybody had to fire their literary agents, absolutely, you know, like just recently, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I, I, I feel in some ways. That speaking for myself, that I it's a it's a kind of a, a willful innocence, uh, you know, like it's a, a suspended animation in terms of mm-hmm. like uh, my ability to handle business things, because 
I think in some ways I'm protecting my ability to just make jokes and be funny right. and have fun. But can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Do you think that it is actually known protection or that that's the way our brains work, that there are, there are, there are areas that don't get in? Yeah. You know, for the, I have to say, for maybe 20 years ago, until then, and I'm 76 now, mm-hmm. I was naive. Yeah. And then there comes a moment when you can't be anymore. Yeah. So do you think that you are knowingly protecting yourself? Um, I think so. I, I, I don't, I don't know if that in my mind, there's some you know, some sort of like supercomputer that's going, it's important to protect your childlike nature so you will avoid financial (laughs) considerations. I think I have been lucky enough to, to be in a job where having fun is important Mm -hmm. and, and, and that it, and that protecting that Mm -hmm. having fun is, uh, the same way that you would protect the secret recipe of your mm-hmm. barbecue sauce. Right, or Coke. Yeah, or Coke or right. whatever. That you, I know, no, I cannot become too much of a grown-up mm-hmm. because I won't be able to do this and I don't like being a grown-up anyway. Right. Whereas <laughs> if, I, if I had been, say I had, because another- Then it, let me ask you a question. How did not being a grown-up or not allowing yourself to be a grown-up collide with your parenting? Uh, they're they separated compartmentalization, right? There's, I believe, you know, there's a sort of a, 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 a school of thought that is anti-compartmentalization. I think it's vital. vital. I think that it's a, it is like a, 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 what a beneficial bacteria. Yes. Um, because there are some ways, especially working in show business where you have to keep them separate because one muddies the other. Right. And especially when. One is very important. Right. Parenting, family. Very. The the most important. And the other one is really pretty silly. Except important that you're keeping the first one. Exactly. I'm on Barry on HBO. (laughs) HBO. 10 o'clock Sunday nights. 10 o'clock on Sunday nights. But really, you can watch it on demand if you Uh, want to. Central. Yes. Yeah. You could. You can watch it anytime you no, want. No, but I'm telling you, so, uh, just to avoid the rash. I understand. Because I don't see any ointment on the desk here. No, just disinfecting wipes, yeah. and that would probably sting. Sting. Yeah, that would hurt yeah. the rash. You don't want to do that. No. So anyway, Barry. Yes, Barry, Barry. Um, no, you know, just every once in a while I mention it. I understand. Yeah. Were there Was there any time between the Fonz and, and this current Say like Arrested Development, where oh my God. where you got really antsy to to act again. No, always, always, always. I did so many jobs, and then I realized, you know what? I'm doing too many. I'm going back to what I love. Mm-hmm. So I reduced a lot of my jobs. Mm-hmm. Now I am an actor. You and, mean you're producing jobs yeah. and other things? Yeah, I'm, I produce. I'm producing, but uh, not as much. Not as much. And uh, directing, almost not at all. Mm -hmm. Writing books for children Mm -hmm. and acting. Yeah, great. Speaking publicly. Uh Uh-huh. When did that that 
happen? When did that change? The speaking? Did, no, the. Oh. <laughs> I know you. I'm, you've spoke for a number of years. I 25. believe. Twenty five. Uh, no, I meant, uh, and I'm. But I've only the, been on Barry for three seasons. Three seasons. Well, yes, of course, it's only a three season show. Yeah. Uh, did I no, say it was on HBO? HBO, I believe you said it was uh, Sundays at 10? Yeah. Yeah. Nine Central. Nine Central. Uh, no one from Central Time Zone listens to this. Though. Is that true? Yeah, no. I'm just, I'm not very popular in the Midwest. They know me. Oh. They're, they're too familiar with me. Well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the Midwest. I'm going to, um, to Idaho. Oh, really? And I'm going well, to Iowa. Well, that's the West, I would call it. Iowa. Iowa. That's Midwest, okay. definitely. And I'm going to mention. Please do. That they have to get on the stick. Yeah, yeah. The three questions. Um, what, so what is question two? Question two is, uh, where are you going? Oh, now? No, but, going, but no, no, no. I, wait till we get to it. We got to, you know. I'm, well, wait a minute. Oh, where am I going? Yeah, but in the- Providence, is, Rhode Island. <laughs> it's not so much in a concrete sense. It's oh, a sort of a, a metaphorical sense. <laughs> I'm very concrete. <laughs> no, I, what I was, what I wanted to- A lot to, of pebbles in my brain. What I wanted to know was- What? Was there a, was there a, a coincidence of- your children becoming old enough to be on their own to you going back to acting? No. 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 I did that. Um, uh, I never Or going back two. to it more. No. You know? I, ne I just, I loved it. I wanted to do it. I couldn't do it. I never stopped trying. I think of myself as Mercury so that I can get through the smallest hole mm -hmm. to the other side of the fence, mm -hmm. because I want to be there. Yeah, I want to be doing this. Yeah, yeah. Would you want, uh, say, a show like Barry? Yes. Would you want that to be as cons like? Would you want to live through the Fonz again ever? If I got the Fonz now, yes. Oh, because... Or just like that level of fame. Say, there's a another show comes oh, on that well, becomes you know what? the it's a, it's biggest thing in the work. world. Yeah, I'm I'm with my very small children. People want my socks without ever taking off my shoes. Mm. And I have to say, to stay calm with my children, you know what? I'm just in the middle of a conversation with my son. Yeah, I can't stop at this moment. Do you think you could understand that? And I thank you. Yeah. Now, that takes a lot of energy away from being in mid-sentence right. with your son or daughter. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, that's, you have to, I mean, I learned that too. You have to say, I'm with my kids. Yeah. Sorry, I can't oh, do a selfie. That's the uh, paparazzi. Yeah. You could say, shoot me, I'll stand over here. Do not shoot my children. Right. And they would listen. Yeah. Now. Well, there's a law against it now, too. They, yeah, there's a law against it, too. So they steer clear of it. You know, I you what you just you just was that because of Kristen Bell? Yes. Yeah. Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard wow. sort of spearheaded that movement. But before that. Yeah. No, they just. No, they I missed it. Vicious. Yeah. I, I missed the window because at, when I was doing it in 1973, 74, 75. Yeah. And, and they listened. Yeah. But after that. Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did um, you—you uh, you demonstrated it in the the little sort of scene that you played for us just here of the of your very considerate, calm, polite way of dealing with someone yeah. being intrusive and taking advantage yes. of you. 
you have a reputation as being, well, you know, one of the nicest people in Hollywood, just yeah. as sort of a shorthand. And I've heard that for years. Yeah. Has that ever bitten you in the ass? Never. Do you ever feel like it's, people have taken advantage of Never. you because you're nice? No. I've had wonderful people around me mm -hmm. and I have hopefully matured a little so mm -hmm. I can see it coming. But I don't think of myself as nice. I think of myself as grateful. Mm. I'm just grateful. Yeah. And I really understand that I'm only half the circle and the audience is the other half of the circle. Mm -hmm. And I will not go around if we're not there together. Yeah. But you, at some point, you had to learn uh, to say no. Oh, that was hard. You know? That was hard. Yeah. I I still have a, a problem with that. And when, what, like, when did you have to start learning that? Because especially as an actor, you're not, you can't say no to a director. You can't say no to a role. You can't say no to an audition. Right. To an early call time. Right. It's yes, yes, yes. Yeah. You know, and you always, there's always a reason to say yes. Mm -hmm. In my mind, I know that person. That person knows somebody I know, so I'll do it for them. Mm -hmm. Or whatever it is. Or sometimes it's like, oh, wow. I haven't seen you, Andy Richter, in a very long time. Mm -hmm. I, I would love to be here mm -hmm. talking to you. Yeah. You know? I see. And sometimes, yeah, I'll do it. And I've learned I don't need to do it yeah. all. Right, right, right. Well, that's good because, yeah, I find I found saying no to things and not being a jerk about no. it or anything, but just being like, nah, you know. And they go, okay, who's next? Right, exactly. Well, and I always feel, too, you whenever you ask something, it's a binary. There's yes or there's no. So when you ask someone something and if someone asks me something and I say no, I don't feel I'm like, well, what? Why did you ask me? Why didn't you just tell me if you thought I was just going to say yes? Uh, so, you know, I, but I mean, at this point, I'd and ask me for anything, people. I'm, I, I'd spend too much time at home. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to get out of the house. Are your children out of the house? Uh, my my daughter's 16 and she and she is with my ex-wife right. and I splits time between Split the time, two yeah. of us. Yeah. But my son has his own apartment, uh, which is still here. He lives here in, in town and goes to USC. But um, oh, wonderful. I don't so see him. So he brings home his laundry? Uh, not not to my house. No. M Mom's got the better laundry gotcha. machines. Um, but he will. I won't see him for uh, two weeks. Yeah. And I'll say, hey, I, you know, come on. I'd like to see you. You know, I am in college. I say, yeah, I know. But you live 20 minutes away. I ought to be able to see him one, really? more than once every two weeks. Right. So. And listen, just, you know what? Um it's so lovely that you're paying for college. Mm -hmm. So just can, you know, you, I'm talking to your son. Now. <laughs> you know, you could just give me a crumb. I know, I know. It's, you know it's, but they come home again. Yeah, they do. I know. If you keep your hand open, the bird will always come to feed. Yeah, yeah. And you get, well, you got to leave the seed there too. Yeah, you do. Well, yeah, yeah. sometimes I eat it because my <laughs> stomach is growling. And you love millet. That's for sure. It's One I ground my own. Everybody says about Henry Winkler. Man, that guy loves his yeah. millet. Um, well, now that we we mentioned it, the second question. I mean, you've obviously you've got Barry. I don't, yes. I don't know if you've, you we haven't really talked about it much. Uh, it's on HBO. It's on HBO. Sundays at you 10. You know what? It speaks for 9 itself. 9 Central. It sure does. When you watch it, yeah. I promise you, if you've never watched it, there are 
there are eight episodes in the first season, eight episodes in the second, and then you get to the third. I know it will surprise you. Oh, good. It will be like a an opening a present. Yeah, yeah. And this third season, it went from semi-dark chocolate to I bought a miner's cap because <laughs> I could not see it coming. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, that's great. The twisted mind of Alec Berg yeah. and Bill Hader. Yeah, yeah. Did um, the the character that you play, forgive me, I, I can't remember the character's name. His name is Gene Cousinow. He is the acting teacher yes. of Barry. Yes. On Barry. On Barry, who is a actor and hitman. Barry. Yes, Barry. First a hitman. Right. Walks through a door following a mark. Yeah. And it happens to be an acting class. Yeah. Taught by you. That I'm the teacher. Yeah. But that Mark doesn't have his acting partner with him. So he pulls Barry, his his supposed assassin, assassin yeah. on stage with him and makes him do the scene. Yeah. Now come on, who thinks of it's that? It's wonderful, yeah. Now that character Yes. Is which he, one? Uh, Barry Cousinow, Barry, not no, Barry, Gene Cousinow, Gene Cousinow on Barry. Is he based on anyone in particular? He is. He's based on about 14 of my teachers. Uh-huh. And there was a teacher here in L.A., and I looked him up online. Mm-hmm. I kind of dressed like him a little bit. Yeah. But the story I heard, he might have been a good teacher. Yeah. Apparently was mean. Mm. to his students because, you know, you've got to break them down in order to build them up again. Mm. And I guess there's no other way except for being mean. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. This is, now, I'm not sure because I never took the class. You're an acting, you're an acting student. You're a barista. You, You work hard during the day. Right. Do I buy food? Do I take my acting lesson? Mm hmm I think he asked his students to buy his own personal art that he would make this teacher. Wow. Like visual art, like drawings. Like paintings. Wow. That says everything you need to know Uh about that particular teacher. Yeah, yeah. And then I love, I've only taught five times in my Mm -hmm. life. And you mash it all together and out comes... Gene Cousinow, the souffle. Because <laughs> he's not a very nice person. No. Yeah. He means well. Yeah. Is but, that is that where you find like a connection into him? Because I imagine it would be hard to play somebody that you disliked, you know. Well, uh, Bill Hader, uh, one of the co-creators, he uh, tells the story of I turned to him uh, during uh, working for the camera, you know, rehearsing for the camera on a scene. And I said, wait a minute, am I playing an asshole? He went, yeah. Yeah. I went, oh, okay. <laughs> so we combined yeah. Henry and the asshole. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, he became a moose, a chocolate moose. Yes, yes. Of Gene Cousinow. Of Gene Cousinow. Well, where, um, I mean, Barry, I'm, I hopefully will go on for a few more seasons. Yeah, I hope uh, so too. And I ask, I do ask Bill yeah. at the beginning of every season. Am I dead? <laughs> did you, you mur- shot me? Did you kill me yet? Did you kill me? <laughs> he said, no, no, no. no I no. think you're alive. <laughs> oh, it's a close one.
Well, what beyond beyond being able to be on Barry HBO uh, Sundays at ten? Um, what what's next for you? What do you you know? Is there some is there know. some mountain you haven't climbed? Well, I'd like to honestly. I'd like to win a Tony uh-huh. on Broadway. Oh wow! Of all the awards in the world, yeah, I'd like to win a Tony on Broadway. I've been on Broadway three times. Yeah, the first night, the first one, I closed in one night. Mm. The second one with John Ritter, rest his soul, my good friend. We ran for nine months. Oh, nice. Yeah. The third one, Sandy the Storm came in. Oh. And closed the show down after seven performances. Wow. The performers. And never opened back up. And never opened back wow. up again. And I love that play. Yeah. It was the Academy Award night of the porn industry. <laughs> oh, and yeah. I was the Lifetime Achievement Award. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Chuck Wood. That's fantastic. Yeah. I actually went to those once when I was doing a remote for the Conan show yeah. because. They coincide with the thing that I found so compelling was that, and this was years ago, that they were, they coincided with the Consumer Electronics Show. Yes. So you had uh, in the front uh, this, this, you know, glitzy, here's the newest, you know, at that time, like cell phone that probably only weighed three pounds or something. And, And there it is, you know, that's the glitzy front. But the fact is that something like, 70 to 80% of the home video business at that point right. was porn. Right. So then in a completely different area. Right. Coinciding. Of that convention of center. Of that convention center. No, it was because the one was in the convention center and the other was was like in the Aladdin, which oh, they've gotcha. since blown up. Gotcha. But that's where all the porn stuff was. Right. All the different, all the things, virtually everything that we shot on camera had to be blurred out. Right. Every device, everything they were selling. So I just really, I I just love that even like, you know, our, our home entertainment's proudest moment, it's still basically about jerking yeah. off. You and know, how, yeah. uh, that, and uh, that's not a segue, but how wonderful is your friend Conan? Oh, he's... <laughs> The it was tallest. It was the jerking off the that earth. I that that that's what keyed you on him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's great. Yeah, he's yeah. great. I just saw him. Uh, he just had a birthday dinner just recently. Wow, and I got to oh, see him. Yeah, I wasn't invited. So no, 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 it was a very small. You know what? It was his birthday dinner. I hope it was small. And it was a small group. Yeah, and it was How just small? it was mm, maybe ten or twelve people. Oh my god. Yeah, fourteen would have killed him. Mm. Yeah, probably. You know, he doesn't have a job. No. Yeah. No. But wow. But he uh, he just invited uh, mostly just like some of us from work. Like it was right. so obvious that what he's really missing is yeah. is the camaraderie, and that and it's absolutely true. You know, most people, w- given their druthers, they if they, you said who do you want to hang out with, they would say really funny people. Right. We did that every day. Right. For decades. Yes. We got to hang out with not just funny people, but like world-class funny people absolutely so completely spoiled us and is one of those people one of the most big-brained comedy oh my god people i've ever known yeah. just a, just a endless 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 yes. sometimes too much honestly sometimes really? I, yeah our relationship would be honestly i'm not kidding it would be like could you just calm down just sit down for a minute be quiet just give us <laughs> give us a breather Please, honey, I know I know you need it, but just relax, you know. So, and he, you know. But he was a moderator for one of our uh, talkbacks. For Barry? For Barry. Oh, cool. Yeah. He yeah, knew yeah. everything about does, the show. Yeah, he, no, he's a, he is 
as much a student as he is a, a teacher, that's for sure. I'm working with his um, Team Coco company. Uh-huh. Yeah. As am I. That's This is a Team Coco yeah. podcast. Yeah. 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 yeah well, you, can't, you can't say what you're doing with them? Uh, it is. We're trying to sell an animated version of the trilogy of Alien Superstar. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, cool. With, through, uh, through Coco. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so good. Well, good. Uh, I've kept you here plenty long enough. How long? It's been about an hour. Is that true? Yeah, about an it hour. It went very fast. Oh, good. That's, I, I, I am actually very happy to hear that. Oh, my God. So the final question is, yeah. it's the what have you learned? Like, what, wow. what is, what's the, uh, I know it's a big one, uh, but, you, you know, you knew this ahead of time. Can you could it have be? prepared. I know I never knew. Mm. Oh, I you never not, knew? They did not tell me what the three questions There's, were. It's, a, this, it's not a well I never even operation. heard the first question. It's not a, it, it's where do you come from? Yeah. Where are you going? Where are you going? And what have you learned? What have I learned? Okay, yeah. so I and I have said what I've learned before, but mm-hmm. I'm going to say it now. Please do. One, you are powerful and you don't know what you can accomplish until you put one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. I did not know I could do some of the things I'm doing until I just tried. Mm-hmm. Two, be honest about what it is you want to do. Mm-hmm. And there is no other time to do it except for right this minute. Mm. There is no, I'm too tired, I'm too old, it's passed me by, I can't get to it, I'll get to it. You do it now and you will be shocked at what happens. And three, Do not be afraid of your imagination or what is outside because mostly without listening to the news or whatever, Mm -hmm. mostly there is only wonderfulness in this country, Mm. America. That's well, that's, that's all wonderful stuff that, you know, I certainly, you know, I I, I certainly <laughs> could heed a lot of that advice. Uh, but I honestly, that that is there are other things. Yeah, but that is what I have learned. Do, do you always do a good job of living up to no. those? Yeah, but I want to. You try, and if you want to, yeah, you will eventually do it. Yeah, I uh, I had a friend that was a uh, practicing Buddhist, and I said, I don't quite understand this whole thing about trying really hard not to try. Yes. You know, that whole, you right. know, allow yourself to be open, but work really, work a lot on not working at it. Right. And I said, I had, tr-, and he said, well, the point, it's not, you know, it's not the point of succeeding. It's the point of just doing it. Right. There's, but you're never going to get to it. You're just going to great lesson. trying it. There, yeah. Andy, that is a great lesson. The, the journey, the, the, the process mm-hmm is so much fun, not just what you think success is at the end of the road. Right. Yeah, because the end of the road is when they put you in the ground. That is so true. So you got to, I always want to keep it an open-ended process. 
Huh? Do you know something I don't? No, I don't. Okay, I don't. Fine. I'm not. You yeah, know, I just, I just assume that I, I don't know what your burial plans are. Okay, but, fine. And I, well, actually, I mean, I'm not going into the ground. I'm getting dumped. It's written. It's in a legal document. I'm getting dumped into water. Is that true? Uh, yeah, I do. I think it's silly to wish. Just your whole being. Yep. Burn me up. Yeah, you know, if the oh, kid, burn you. Yeah, up. yeah. Cremated, and then dump you. cremated, and dumped into the ocean because yeah. I think it's silly to waste real estate on dead people. I just wrote a codicil, and I don't want to waste money because I bought a plot many years ago. Mm-hmm. But I just wrote a codicil for my will. I want to be buried with my trout fishing rod. Nice. In sneakers, because you don't know how far it is from the gate to your particular cloud. Precise. And there's steps, apparently. Sometimes it's depicted as there's a Uh, lot of steps. And and a highway. Yeah. A highway to heaven. Right. Really comfortable sneakers. Mm A $20 bill in my pocket, because there might be a a concession stand. (laughs) (laughs) Really? And I... I don't want to like borrow. <laughs> right. No, no. You don't want to be owing anybody no. in the afterlife. No, no. <laughs> and a very comfortable, one of my comfortable um, cashmere sweaters. Nice. Uh, I have very colorful sweaters. And because I, I, I don't want to just walk around in white. Right. In the robe. Give me a nice yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give and me you an don't, orange. You don't have to worry about being too hot. No. Not up there. No. Perfectly climbing. Absolutely. And it's so high, it could be cool. It might be. At night, you know. Uh, I'm sure there's a breeze. (laughs) Well, Henry Winkler, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I really appreciate it. I loved being here. And I'm so happy that you were the first person I got to talk to -to face-to-face after a long, a long time underwater uh, at home. Yeah. A long time on Zoom. Yep. And uh, thank what all an of invention. you. It's uh, oh, it uh, you didn't know anything about it until pandemic happened, and, you and then an it, expert. Everybody knows exactly what it is wow. now. It's really amazing. But you were thanking the audience, and I, I was. interrupted you. That's I, okay. Can I just say I hope everybody that is listening is healthy. That's it. See you next week. Bye. I've got a big, big love. The Three Questions with Andy Richter is a Team Coco and Earwolf production. It is produced by Lane Gerbig, engineered by Marina Pice, and talent produced by Galitza Hayek. The associate producer is Jen Samples, supervising producer Aaron Blair, and executive producers Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf. Make sure to rate and review The Three Questions with Andy Richter on Apple Podcasts. Can't you tell my love's a growing? Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 